Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the final episode of our season of Forgers, where we've been exploring the stories of some of the most amazing forgeries and those behind them throughout history. Welcome to Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. You may recall from earlier this season, Joseph Cozy, a talented forger of autographs and documents who was known to say, quote, I take pleasure in fooling the professionals. And frankly, he likely speaks for most of the forgers whose stories we told this season. A good chuckle, sure. But one thing we learned from people like Joseph is that the world of forgers and forgeries is complex and sometimes really confusing. When you're talking about a forger, it can be hard to know what's real and what they want you to believe is real. As we do in all our seasons, we were curious if some of these stories about forgers and forgeries would look any different when viewed through our modern eye. How'd they fare? Things were kind of a bit all over the place for these crimes and criminals. There was a variety of things forged and motivations for doing so, but the one thing many had in common that stood out to us was their punishment or lack thereof. It's true, not everyone walked away from the intrigue, misattributions and false provenance, the sleights of hand on forged documents, and all those techniques that go into making fake works. But when you look at those who were caught, most didn't serve much time, if any, for forgery. Some were fined for it, but again, not many. Many of the stories we told ended with a person living out their days in obscurity. That's right. A lot of them did get away with it. From fake art to musical compositions to an entire Shakespeare play and even alleged Lincoln love letters, we saw a lot of people just get to walk away. Perhaps the oddest trial moment came when Tobia Nicotra, who's been described as, quote, perhaps the cleverest forger on record, spilled the beans on how his forgeries supported his many lovers, each of which had a shrine in his apartment. 
That was definitely a surprise for a defense argument, but really, that aside, the oddest trial moments came for us when we watched forgers have to successfully convince the court that the work in question was definitely fake and definitely not the real deal. What a mind trip that had to have been. First up to defend his paintings was Han von Meegeren, who wanted to be a real artist, but critics kept calling his work highly derivative. His success as a forger got him arrested as a war criminal after one of his forgeries, Christ with the Adulteress, ended up hanging in Hermann Goering's house. Goering was one of the most prominent members of the Nazi party. So we've seen this come up in other stories too, not Goering, but having to prove to the court that you're making fakes, despite the so-called experts saying otherwise. When stamp forger Jean Sparati went on trial, it was a dramatic event among the philatelic community. And here, too, like Van Meegeren, Sparati had to defend himself against accusations that his stamps were all genuine and that he was lying about it. Sometimes what we saw was a forger, or two or three, recreating fakes during their trial as the only way to convince a court those experts were wrong. And it worked every time. With every one of our seasons, we've always enjoyed sharing these spectacular stories of crime and criminals with you. And if you haven't been with us during previous seasons, we have this tradition here at Criminalia. As part of each season finale, Maria and I pick our favorite shows and our favorite cocktails and mocktails, and we talk them out. We would love for you to tell us about the stories and drinks you liked best as well, so hashtag Criminalia on social media. If you have photos of any drinks you've tried from the season, share those too. We would love to see them. But before we talk about any of those favorites, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and then we will meet you right back here. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, -day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com 
slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past, and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's get started with our top three stories of forgers and their forgeries. All right, Maria, do you want to go first or do you want me to? What you got for your number one? For my number one? We're jumping right there? I'm sorry. (laughs) What do you have for your one of three? Three of three? My first one. I'm going to say the Cottingly Fairies. Oh, that's a good choice. And part of it is just because I love the absurdity of it. When we look at those pictures today it's obvious that they were fake but i do love the idea that it was these two girls playing around and then things just got out of hand so they went with it <laughs> like they yeah. at no point were they like let's create an international problem <laughs> it wasn't until sir arthur conan doyle got involved that things really like spiraled. right they escalated surely right then and there they were my honorable mention by the way because of elsie saying the joke was to last two hours and it lasted 70 years <laughs> i love the fact that they respected him so much yeah. they didn't want to be like uh no it's all fake you have bought into something foolish in public And also, it's just, there's something sweet about it. I don't know. I love the idea of kids doing arts and crafts and it blowing out of control. (laughs) I loved this story, too. And I really, when it came to Doyle, I really liked the descriptions and stories of him and his desire not to believe in fairies, but to discover more about our world that might be wonderful. I liked that about him. I know in his life, he came to odds with people that he was friends with over these things really wanting to believe in the supernatural. But when you consider that that was his goal, it wasn't like he was like, I'm just gullible. He was like, I really want to believe in things that are more delightful than reality. I'm like, nah, I can't fault you for this, dude. Exactly. No. And everyone who talked about it so lovely. What is your first choice among them? So I, (laughs) I have on my list, Mr. Sparati, who I chose because of, his actual stamp art work. His stamps are beautiful. And to be able at all, I can understand why we were going through trial reports of how experts were convinced that what he was doing was 100% real. Because if you look at them, they're beautiful. They look 100% real. They look exactly like the stamp that he wanted to make. 
And I also really liked about him that he never considered himself to be a forger, that he considered himself to be an imitator and a copyist, and that he took right. great pride in his work. He was almost offended when people were like, no, no, that can't possibly be made by you. No, it was. Right. I am captivated by the idea of him working at this teeny tiny scale <laughs> to make things that are incredibly detailed and beautiful. I mean, if you've ever even tried to like draw a tiny picture, you realize how difficult it is to capture you know, petite detail, even at full scale. So like when you think about what he was doing in this minuscule canvas, essentially, you really do have to kind of like be rocked back by his skill. He is an amazing artist who just happened to make stamps that look like other stamps. The imitator. Uh, But then he also was one of the ones that had to prove in court. And I believe he was one of the ones who had to actually make stamps during his trial so that he could show that he was capable of the work that they were looking at. Um, Which those guys who had to make their things during their trials really just amaze me. It's wild. Wild. Crazy days. Sparati. That was my Sparati. That's your second one. Okay. Here's my second one. It's the tiara of Cytaphrony. Oh, yeah. In part because that is such an astonishing tail mm-hmm. in and of itself. I love that the forger was like, I am i didn't even know I was for, like forging. So I just thought I was making a commission for a customer. Um, but I, what I really like about that episode is examining how museums are dealing with this problem. I feel like museums today have two big problems and I don't work in that industry. So this is an outsider's view. Repatriations and fakes. Yes, They're all trying to reckon with both of these issues but they often take very different approaches. I love when museums are like, here's our fakes. I do too. I love when they're like, here's a room of 11 Mona Lisas. You want to come see? Also, (laughs) to me, there's this meta aspect to it where not always, but often, the forgeries are perfectly valid and amazing art in their own right. So that's part of why I love when they take that approach, because it's like, Yeah, if I didn't know this was a forgery, and if there was no precedent of this being another painting or another piece of art or a time period that I that someone else is an expert in and has explained to me, I would still be like, wow, that's really beautiful. That's incredible. Somebody made this. It goes back to the same thing that wows me about the paint, the the stamps, Mm -hmm. right? It's just that artists out here making forgeries are still incredibly skilled artists. Yes. We came across a couple people, not just Van Meegeren in this season, who were like, I I wanted to be an artist in my own right, not making copies of other people's work, but it didn't work out for me. And so I became a forger instead, and, and here I am. The people's paths to forgery were so varied in this season. Like you were saying, the tiara that... The forger didn't even know he was making it for any museum or dealer or anything. He, The provenance of these pieces is questionable in many instances, but the question of whether or not they are art is, doesn't have to necessarily be questioned. Quite phenomenal. What is your second pick? So I picked, okay, I picked Fritz Chrysler. And one of the reasons why I picked him was because He composed works that he ascribed to classic masters over roughly three decades before anybody found out about it. And even his fellow musicians knew that it was happening. 
But what I liked most about his story was that the press gave him hell for it, critics gave him hell for it, but his audience loved him so much. And he was such a beloved character to that audience that they didn't care who wrote the song and who was who attributed their name to the song and who didn't. And they just, they adored him and they wanted him to play. And he did. And so if the press was the only one that didn't care about that, clearly he didn't get fined. He didn't go to jail. He just kept playing. And his story to me was, it, it had similarities, but to, to others where he just got to keep going on doing what he was doing. But it was nice to talk about music forgery a little different than art forgery and some of the other artifacts that we've been talking about too. Yeah, I'll tell you what that episode put me in mind of. For people who are not necessarily, like myself, extremely knowledgeable about classical music, it is so easy to say, this is the work of so-and-so, and you take it at face value. And it's one of those things of like, how would you ever know as a listener, unless you are actually an expert in composer X's oeuvre right this doesn't sound quite right or i don't remember this from any of his stuff it, it seems like the easiest place to just <laughs> drop in a fake in the classical music world and be like yeah that was i, I found that one hidden in a it's in a midden heap uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel it's similar to when you were just talking about you know what if i don't know about this particular art period it's still going to be a beautiful piece even if i don't know it's a forgery yeah 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 so who's up next? My third pick. And by the way, that was my honorable mention. So you took my fourth option, but just fine. My third and final of this group is Alceo de Sena. <laughs> is it really? I actually had him on my list, but I got to tell you, I knocked him off of it. So I'm glad that he's still on one of them. Uh, yeah, I love that here is a man who was an incredible forger. He made these amazing sculptures and then he turned around and sued the people that were dealing his art because he was getting cut out of like, it was, it was like if you could unionize forgers, he would have done it. <laughs> I believe he would have. Yeah. I very much liked the stories of the tiara where the man was saying, I, I forged it. Yeah. But I didn't know what it was for. And then you've got Alcho who was like, I did know what it was for, but my cut should be way bigger than it is. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, I know this is a dicey industry, but what I'm saying is. I'm not getting enough right. of the dice. I Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take you to court over it. That's that like move is, right there. is a little bit mind blowing. Yeah. It's also just the idea of essentially a fakes factory, right? Because they set up a studio for him. For he it. taught other people how to do it. It wasn't like they were just casting things in industrial age molds. They were literally teaching right. other people how to forge artwork. Reinhold Vasters was like that too. He had all these blueprints that people could then just go and make all of these artifacts with. You know, you discover that years later, <laughs> never when the actual forgeries were happening. My final choice on here was the woman who captivated the American audience with some Lincoln love letters and a whole bunch of purple prose. I loved the time period that Wilma Minor wrote in, and I love the way that they just... Purple prose is the perfect way to say it. Like, it's, it is that term for a reason, and she was so good at it. But those two things didn't actually all equal to her being on my list. The fact that she also blamed the entire event on spirits from the great beyond 
also so good. Also got her on my list. Those damn ghosts lied to me. They lied to her, and then she just moved on. Right? I didn't. I believe she got married again. She kept writing, but she didn't have to talk about the Lincoln letters ever again. But that part of her life must have been so hectic and exciting, and yeah, and then it unraveled. I um I just love the idea because we learn about Abraham Lincoln, of course, in school right. at multiple ages. Like us being multiple ages, we get taught that story over and over in different with different nuance. And at no point had I ever in my education been like, I get I bet this guy could really pitch woo. I never thought that either. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he just wrote the most beautiful florid love letters no part of me so it's just funny <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that someone was like yeah i bet you know what i write. think <laughs> you know where there's a gap lincoln's love life <laughs> um, well there sure was. <laughs> all right we're gonna get to cocktails but before we do that we are going to take a break for a word from our sponsor and we will be right back to talk about cocktails and mocktails Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Criminalia. So now let's talk about those favorite cocktails and mocktails. So we have four instead of three bonus. And I know which one is my absolute favorite, but I don't know which of the other three I would put in the honorable mention. So I'm just going with four. And I'm just going to go in in order. The first one that I am picking 
And it's only because it was such an absurd challenge to myself, (laughs) because as our listeners will recall, the whole conceit of the beverages this season, since we were talking about forgeries, is that they had to look like another drink. (laughs) So the first one that I'm picking is the Yours Truly, which is based on Abraham Lincoln's favorite drink, water, or as I like to call it, stupid juice. I picked... Yours truly as well. And the comment that I wrote down for myself on this one was, we made water, which is why this is on my list. (laughs) Listen, there are a lot of clear drinks, (laughs) right? Like a vodka soda is a clear drink, but that's a basic drink. So what I liked about this one was that I didn't do the usual spirits. We use Pisco in it or Pisco. People say it both ways. I really liked that. I actually thought it was super delicious when it was done. So in case you do not remember the yours truly, it is two ounces of Pisco, one ounce of simple syrup, and you shake those together and dirty dump with the ice that you shook it with into a glass. And then you top all of that with lemon sparkling water. And it's just this bright, easy, yummy thing. The syrup and the Pisco have been diluted by the ice and you're taking that dilution with you into the final drink. Really good drink if you haven't tried it. I feel like this is one I would make in batches at a party and it would be happy time. The mocktail we did, instead of Pisco, we did tonic water with a couple of drops of clear bitters. If you are absolutely zero, zero, zero alcohol content, because bitters does have an an alcohol content, you could use a flavor extract there, like a citrus, something with a little citrus in it might be great. And then you do your same thing of one ounce simple syrup and three to four ounces of lemon sparkling water. It's such a Yummy, yummy sipper. For two women who dislike water as greatly as we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a lovely substitute to have that mocktail. Yeah, it's not bad at all. So I chose, in addition to that, I have the drink that looks like an old fashioned because the old fashioned is one of, of my course favorite you do. drinks. So this is from episode five, which is Wilma Minor, and it is spiritual guidance. And so the old fashioned is one of my go go tos, right? But the idea of this one, because the resemblance is uncanny, but the new flavor profile completely cracks me up. It's butterscotch. (laughs) And I just thought my my brain has this moment when it goes old fashioned butterscotch. (laughs) 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 That this one had to be on my list. And the mocktail is very lovely as well. Peach tea with some spices in it. I mean, how can you go wrong really with that? The recipe for the spiritual guidance is a half ounce of butterscotch liqueur, or you can do pecan liqueur if you can find that. Either so way, it doesn't have to be butterscotch. My brain's laughing about that. Like, <laughs> pecan liqueur is really yummy, but it can be a little bit tricky to get in some places. And then an ounce and a half of dark spiced rum, and then two ounces of peach tea. And you mix it and pour it into a rocks glass with a large ice cube. So you sell that illusion that it's an old fashioned. And then you get butterscotch. (laughs) (laughs) For the mocktail, you're just going to up the amount of peach tea. So it's three ounces of peach tea. I would add a little nutmeg and cardamom. And then a half ounce of butter pecan syrup. And you, in this case, you can stir the original one if you want. This one, I really, really highly recommend because of that butter pecan syrup that you want to shake it really well. Let it, let that syrup break apart a little bit in the fluid and then pour that. It's surprisingly yummy, and it is weird because it's not that sugary, right? You're not using that much liqueur, 
But because a flavor like butterscotch or even the pecan liqueur kind of is driving things like it's very can be a little pushy in the drink right <laughs> like you really taste those flavors heads up but it is hilarious to me and i quite enjoyed it my next pick might surprise you because it surprised me but as i kept looking through all of these i was like you know what that was a really weird challenge and i really actually loved where it landed and that is the fake spear Ah, um, the fake spear. Yes. Which is the one that was in the episode about William Henry Ireland. So it looks like ale, which was very popular at the time, but is not at all like ale. So it's three ounces of cranberry mango juice, a half ounce of egg white or one egg white if you are using actual eggs, and then an ounce and a half of gin. And then you shake it until it's really cold, strain it into a Pilsner glass and top it with an ounce to an ounce and a half of cream soda that is also already cold. And it's really yummy. <laughs> I looked at that cocktail and mocktail over and over again as to whether or not I wanted to add it to my list. So I'm glad it's on yours because it didn't make it to mine. I We're getting diversity. Yeah. So before we move on, if you want to make the mocktail version of this, all you do is sub out flat tonic for that ounce and a half of gin. That's it. The rest is the same. Okay, what is your next one? My next one actually is for the mocktail over the cocktail. It is the drink that looks like an espresso martini, the slap in the face from the Vasters. Ah, this was one of my picks too. Episode. And I picked this because this is nothing I ever would have put together in my entire life. <laughs> It's delicious. And, it's, <laughs> and the, the mocktail, which I chose over the cocktail, is white grape juice that's been infused with clove and nutmeg. Um, I think it was red tea and root beer. I would never put those things into a glass together. It is something I would keep drinking. I loved it. <laughs> I'm glad. I believe that the cocktail, you might have this in front of you, but I don't, is cognac and rum. Yes, it's an ounce of cognac, an ounce of dark spiced rum. Combine those together. I like to shake those just to get them super cold, but you don't actually have to shake that because those two things have roughly the same mm. viscosity, so it's not needed. And then I strain it into a clean glass, a cold martini glass, and I top it with cold root beer. One to two ounces. It's weird. It's weird. It's delicious. <laughs> I agree with both of those statements. <laughs> It's just strangely delicious. I don't even know how it, I don't know what led me to those choices. I'm not sure how they work together, but they do. That often happens, right? If you start experimenting with drinks on your own and you're like, I don't know what happens if I put this in. I highly recommend taking that leap <laughs> because sometimes you end up going, this is incredible together and you don't expect it. Since you took my honorable mention, that means I'm down to three. And this is my third and my very favorite of the season by a wide margin. I just fell in love with this drink and I made it a bunch. And that is the chess playing monkey. Oh, I wondered if you were going to if you were going to go with the chess playing monkey, because I know that you have a love for this drink. Yes. And it's funny because neither I nor Maria really realized until we were prepping for this episode that we had put banana liqueur in two drinks this season. I don't know. The season lasted long enough. It's not like those were back to back, right? The first one was pretty early on. But I'm like, I'm just in a banana liqueur place, apparently. I guess it's a banana time. So this was in the episode about the Turk. 
and it looks like a dirty martini. And it is, but it doesn't taste anything like It does not taste anything like a dirty martini, no. It is fruity and sweet. It is an ounce and a half of vodka, three quarters of an ounce of banana liqueur. As a side note, that is a higher amount of alcohol than is usually recommended to put in a drink. So please drink responsibly. Two ounces of lychee juice from a, a can of peeled cord lychee and then a splash of orgeat and shake that up and strain it into a, a chilled martini glass. And then you garnish it with a lychee and it looks like a dirty martini. The fluid looks great. The garnish, it doesn't really look like an olive, but it has the shape and it's very yummy. And then if you are making the mocktail, you're not going to use vodka, obviously. You're going to bump up the lychee juice to three ounces. And I would actually make that two and a half ounces to two ounces, and then the rest of it slightly diluted with water. And then you're going to use three quarters of an ounce of banana syrup. You can skip the orgeat if that sounds too sweet to you, but it does change the flavor a little. So you can throw in a little orgeat, or if you don't want to add sweet and you want flavor, like a drop of almond extract will do you. I love this drink. I don't even know how to describe it. I could drink it all day long. It goes down so easy. It's so weird. It's spirit forward, but yet it's very sippable, which isn't always the same thing. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love that was my last drink of the season because I think it was the best one. <laughs> That's, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, I do believe that was, it was just a very recent drink. I have the postal inspector from Clifford Irving's oh, yeah. episode, and it starts out with pear ginger vodka. And in that moment, when you were describing the drink and pear ginger vodka came up, I went, I have to see what this is about. And it just became, it's a very lovely, it has violet elderflower flavors. It's just a very lovely, sippable, summery, springish drink to me. Yeah. The Postal Inspector was in our Clifford Irving episode. It looks like an aviation if you've had that drink. That's right. It has two ounces of pear ginger vodka. If for some reason you can't get pear ginger vodka, which I just found it on a store shelf, you can just infuse your vodka with throw in some sliced pear and some sliced ginger for a couple days to four days or so if you want it really heavily infused and then strain it off and you're golden. Two ounces of pear ginger vodka, a quarter ounce of Saint-Germain and a quarter ounce of creme de violette and then a half ounce of lemon juice. And that's another one that is not, I wasn't using a lot of served over ice drinks this time. Mm -hmm. So that's another one that you shake and you pour into your coupe or a Nick and Nora would even wear any of your beautiful cocktail glasses. Listen, I feel ways about glasses, which are whatever glass you like is the right. <laughs> I know that there are things and there are some reasons that certain glasses work best for certain drinks. If you have a glass and you love it, again, there's no such thing as cocktail jail. Just put it in the glass you love. But the mocktail on this one is also very easy because you can use diluted pear juice, like from a can of pears. You can infuse that with a little ginger if you want as well. So you'll do two ounces of diluted pear juice, a quarter ounce of elderflower syrup, a quarter ounce of violet syrup, and then a half ounce of lemon juice. That lemon juice is going to cut through those syrups because there's aren't a lot of each of them. And you still end up with a very yummy, pretty bright drink. It is. I tend to think that things are very sweet. And I did find that the lemon juice was very helpful in the mocktail version of this one. Yeah, it was tasty. <laughs> That's always the thing, right? If you if you think your drink has is too sweet, you can always throw a little citrus in there and take a little bite in it. That will usually help balance it out. 
I will say I had so much fun making these drinks, but they also broke my brain sometimes because there were <laughs> times when I was like down to the wire going, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I'm glad they all worked out in the end, but that was a challenge that was challenging. So <laughs> this was a hard challenge to make drinks look like other drinks. It was. It was way easier when we did our, our art heist to make drinks look like art. That was like great. <laughs> That was easy. That's fun. By comparison, it was certainly easy. So those are our favorite stories from the season and our favorite drinks from the season. We want to thank you so much for joining us for the finale of Forgery Season. We hope that you will join us next week with the first episode of a brand new season, which is going to be about blackmail and blackmailers throughout history whose stories have caught our eye. We will see you there. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.